Good evening, Don't Unfriend Me Nation. Episode 451, Friday night. Feeling all right. It's Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed red. I had my shirt on earlier. I had to work out, and I changed into this one. I'd have another one clean. It's laundry month. Sorry, folks. Listen, what are we talking about tonight? I don't know. This this love for Vladimir Zelensky. He almost sounds like a vampire. Vladimir. He's kind of short for a vampire. He'd make great stormtrooper, though. Here's the thing. I uh, did anyone get the reference? I hope you did. Please leave in the comments below. That was so well done. Stormtrooper, SS, Asoff Battalion. Come on. All right. Whatever. So the point I'm trying to make here is Vladimir Zelensky seems to be this new hero of the left. I guess Michael Avenatti is no longer available, but this is an interesting thing. I've never seen anything like this in all my years. And I'm, listen, I've been on the planet for almost a half century. I can start saying that now. Stick with me tonight. I'm going to break it down for you. This doesn't seem like the party of hippies from 1970 that seem to be almost neocons. They want populism. Uh, they want global uh, superiority. They want to go ahead and get involved in proxy wars and nation building. It's very strange. It almost seems like they're 2014 Republicans. Let's get back to it. There's a video I'm going to show you. The Republicans are taking 16 seconds of that, and that's a no-no. You've got to put it in the context. I will put it into context for you, and it still sucks by Zelensky, but so you understand what's going on. I'll see, see you on the rebound in about... Uh, minute and a half. We're going to listen to the Hodge twins and the intro to the show. Thank you. And I'll be right back. Hey, Hodge twins here. Check out our friend Matthew Spirit at his podcast at the dumb show and his website. Yeah. Don't unfriend me.com. Yeah. And thank you for watching the dumb show, Don't Unfriend Me show, Breaking Truth. I don't know. There's a name somewhere in there. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me, and it is good to have you here. You can find hats, shirts, and coffee and all that over at thedumbshow.com. And while you're there, do me a favor. You can find our social media sites and our podcast. Follow, like, and share. We're on Monday through Friday on a recorded show like this one. And then we're live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 across all social. Come by and see us. Say hello. Let's talk about this. Now, there was this video that I saw of Joe Biden, and no, not the one where he was stumbling and bumbling, talking about feeling up a nurse. I'm actually talking about the video that had Joe Biden applauding and lauding all over the place when he was in Ukraine in regards to Ukrainian flags everywhere. Now, I know there's parts of the country that have now teed off on this, and people are telling me all over, I, I, I my city has Ukrainian flags. My city has Ukrainian flags. Listen, if you are a Ukrainian national who lives in the United States on a work visa, or if you're here and you're nationalized, and you still throw up your flag during the Olympics or whatever, I don't care. That doesn't bother me, whatever. But if you're an American citizen and you're throwing up a Ukrainian flag over the American flag, or you bitched about the American flag, or you took a knee, or you've been disparaging it like a lot of liberals have, you've got some serious problems. And it frustrates me. When I heard this and saw this, I uh, my mouth hit the floor. Go ahead and watch this, and you tell me what you think. All across my country, in big cities and small towns, Ukrainian flags fly from American homes. I, I listen, and I, I travel all over, you know, four states regularly. I, I haven't seen it. Uh, I have a lot of friends in Texas. I have a lot of friends, uh, Virginia, Georgia, California, and I haven't heard this. Now, occasionally you'll see uh, a flag out, but not to the extent he's saying. Now, 
there are a ton of merchandising opportunities all over with the yellow and blue. And there's just type in Ukrainian flag in Google and you'll see a thousand shopping options and everyone's changing their profile pics because that does a lot of good. It'll cure. Once we cured cancer uh, and ALS and made sure France was taken care of from a a quality standpoint, hashtag equality uh, folks, it's time to move on to Ukraine. We just changed our picture. This war should be over any day now, but that's not real support. Support is when you go ahead and you take a flag of your country down and replace it with Ukraine. I'm confused. I don't understand. So I dug into it a little bit. And remember, this was the party of peace, love, dope. Isn't that what we heard in the 70s with the hippies? Now it's the party of proxy wars, unchecked spending, and loyalty to foreign countries. I also find it kind of ironic that they called the Vietnamese soldiers coming back baby killers. (laughs) I mean, it's not a funny topic, but they kind of embraced that title over the last, what, 40, 50 years. But what's up with the loyalty to the foreign countries? Can you, can you imagine flying Vietnamese flags in the Vietnam War or Korean, Iraqi, Afghanistan? And maybe people who are from those countries, like I said, might go ahead and tout those flags. But these are open conflicts, and we saw really none of that from Ukraine. This is a proxy war. We sent Americans to those other wars. The U.S. has been involved in over 20 open and 26 secret proxy wars over the last 50 years. 16 of them were during the Obama administration. And none of those flags flew from our homes. We didn't change our profile pics. We didn't go ahead and have uh, any of those leaders on the cover of Time or GQ. So why is Zelensky different? It's interesting. Well, we're told from the Democrats and we're sold that it's all about freedom and democracy. That freedom and democracy outside of the 2020 election and the 2022 midterms, now that we've established that until 2024 and we have to reelect a Democrat, Joe Biden, or whoever they pop up in front of us, now it's Ukraine. But this is the party that locked us down during COVID, stood on our necks, wouldn't let us go to the beach, wouldn't let us paddle a boat, wouldn't let us see people who are dying in the hospital. Remember, this is about freedom and democracy. I want to break this down before we get to the Zelensky video, but the extent of the aid that the West has given Ukraine is, in fact, extraordinary. Western aid to Ukraine is equivalent to what the U.S. spent on average annually in Afghanistan between 2002 and 2020. And factored into today's prices, what it was on average spending annually on pursuing the Vietnam War. To put a figure on it, according to the Kyle Institute of the World Economy, the IFW, the West sent or promised $128 billion to Ukraine in the space of the last year. Another $22 is on the table now. Moreover, extraordinarily, Western aid to Ukraine is comparable, comparable with what Russia is spending on the invasion in its entirety. According to the British Ministry of Defense, in December 22, Putin pledged around $140 billion for the war effort in 2023. That level of aid dwarfs the kind of aid the Chinese and Soviets sent to North Vietnam and the Viet Cong, by way of contrast. And that level of aid interred was a mere fraction of what the U.S. was spending during the Vietnam War. Chinese aid during 1950 to 1970, much more significant than the Soviet aid for most of the period, annually averaged around one-twelfth of the U.S. spending over the period of 1965 to 1975. It's interesting when you actually look at this. The Democrats are telling us that this money has to be spent. 
we have to make this a priority, not infrastructure, not food crises, not to ensure that the things that we look every single day that are important to us are veterans on the street, homeless people. Hell, Democrats used to care about insurance for everybody. Now it just seems they want to go ahead and force unconstitutional laws through and pay everyone's college debt for votes. But is there really anything that they're doing for the United States? Not when you're sending $150 billion to Ukraine. Here's the video of Zelensky. Now, this created some controversy. Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few other conservatives who frustrate me because they constantly do this took Zelensky out of context. But just because he's in context doesn't make it any better. Essentially, it was a 16-second video that said, uh, all of your children belong to us. For video gamers, you'll understand what that reference means. All your bases belong to us. But that's really not what he said. What he was saying was, if we lose, this will happen. And unfortunately, that's not necessarily the case. I'll break it down for you in this video. Let's give it a watch and uh, take a listen. I'll be commenting throughout. Polls in the United States are suggesting that a growing number of Americans believe that the U.S. is giving too much support to Ukraine. What would your message be on the anniversary? Well, I'm one of them. I just broke down the numbers for you and to show you that the Afghan war had forward operating bases, had to have resupply, refueling, vehicle movements, troop movements, medical, ammunition, laser-guided bombs. It, it, just the the infrastructure from a sp support and frontline specific is ridiculous how much Afghanistan was costing us, and we're already spending and eclipsing that from Ukraine. It's insanity. This is a proxy war. This is something where we're supposed to give lethal military aid, but $160 billion, I want to see the receipts, and I think a lot of Americans are wising up and want to see it too. We're now in this a year. When will this end? What does victory look like? What is the exit strategy, as so many people want to know? Those Americans. Thank you. Does he own anything other than a tracksuit? Okay, never mind. I would like to thank the American people. I would like to thank all of the American people that are supporting Ukraine. The Congress, the President, the TV uh, channels, the journalists, and everyone that has been supporting us. Okay, so I appreciate that. That's nice to hear, right? I, it's nice to get a thank you card for my hard-earned tax dollars, but I didn't have a choice. You, you know, it's, it's really not it. There's really nothing you can say to me. If you come in and rob me and pick my pockets clean and take my, my mother's china and my father's firearms that he gave me and then write me a thank you note and say thank you so much, that's not quite the same thing. This isn't about charitable contribution. We tried that. You saw how many people provided aid, how many private gun companies provided ammunition and firearms. We did that. That's what he should be thanking people for. But to thank the American taxpayer for the government ripping us off and spending the money the way they want to and not what's in the best interest of America, no need to thank me for that, man. Just keep picking my pockets and taking my wallet. And you can actually take the picture of the wife and kids. They're yours too. You own them as well. And that uh, percentage of uh, Americans, as uh, you've mentioned, is increasing. Uh, I can tell them only one thing. 
if they do not change their opinion, if they do not understand us, if they do not support Ukraine, they will uh, lose NATO, they will lose. Okay, so <laughs> this is one of the biggest conundrums uh, that you will see when people are making declarative statements. I think the Latin phrase is post hoc ergo proctor hoc which essentially in Latin, if I, if I quoted that correctly, I may have mucked it up. Someone could check it for me. If I did, give me two points because I don't look like that type of guy. But essentially what it means is because of A, B happens. So it would be like you saying, uh, I drove out of my driveway and a rabbit crossed my road. 20 minutes later, I got into a car wreck. That rabbit caused my accident. It, one has nothing to do with the other. And what he's saying is, is that if we lose to Russia, immediately we're going to be forced into the war because of NATO. And that's not necessarily true. We don't know what Putin's going to do if he gets Ukraine. He may just go back and go to the drawing table. He may go ahead and take those eastern areas of Ukraine that are predominantly Russian and then call good. We don't know. And for him to say this is an open threat. It's a fallacy argument. And he's putting context in it which is saying this needs to happen or else. So when CNN and everyone else comes on and just took that 12 seconds there, they're right. CNN is right. It was out of context. But even in context, it's still on, incontrovertibly a threat. He's saying if you don't, this will happen. Uh, the cloud of the United States, they will lose the leadership position that they are joining the world, uh, that they are joined for a very fair reason, and they will. Globalism, folks. If you don't, you won't be. The United States, if you don't support Ukraine, if you don't support our country, you will lose your clout and your position in the United States. How, what are the size of the balls on this guy? For a five foot three guy, he has to have balls that are at least 12 inches in diameter each. How incredible is this? If we don't support Ukraine, the United States will crumple and fall and, and then You'll send your sons and daughters to die like ours. Lose the support of the country with 40 millions of population, with millions of children. Are American children any different than ours? Don't yes, they're American. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, folks. I'm done with the kid gloves. I, I, listen, if we truly want to make that comparative analysis, then we got to care about the Congo. We've got to care about Kenya. We've got to care about the Uyghurs in China because there are a hell of a lot more deaths in other areas of the country than Ukraine. So if that's what it's about, if it's about life, well, then let's go back to the 67 million babies that have been aborted. If that's what it's about, then let's focus on that. Let's talk about gun violence in democratic cities. Because that's the problem, folks. Yes, it, it matters. I feel for the Ukrainian people, but that is the Ukrainian problem. And if we want to provide weapons for a short term, fine, we've done that. But how long, once again, does this last? But now when you've got this guy talking about nuclear weapons, you've got the guy talking about crossing into Poland or getting into the Baltics and bringing NATO involved, that's World War III. This guy says World War III more than Putin. This guy constantly hangs out over the United States' head. I don't like Russia. I don't like Ukraine either. 
And that's okay. It's not a binary choice. Why do we have to choose one or the other? Americans enjoy the, the same things uh, as we do. I don't think we're that different. And uh, uh, I'm actually very happy that we have bipartisan support, but uh, we keep yeah, you don't have bipartisan support. Hearing those messages from time to time, and they're dangerous. Uh, there are political leaders that are elected by people, and if this issue is raised, uh, those political leaders need to be responsible and cautious because people are looking at them. Who wants a third world war? Would anyone uh, there you risk? Go. Would anyone you. be willing to accept that risk? And that's it. Either help Ukraine or there's a World War III. That's the message. The U.S. is never going to give up on the NATO member states. If it happens so that Ukraine, uh, due to various opinions and weakening, depleting of assistance, uh, uh, loses, Russia is going to enter Baltic states, NATO member states. He doesn't know that. Listen, the thing you need to know about Zelensky is uh, if you're going to compare it to Russia, uh, they are uh, ahead of Russia as far as moving towards a, uh, I guess what people would call a democracy, representative democracy and a republic, but not by much. Uh, the, the crime element, the state run media, the money laundering, the drugs, the issues that they have in certain sections and provinces of Ukraine. Come on, let's be honest. This isn't freaking uh, France, folks, okay? This isn't Sweden or Norway. Ukraine is a corrupt country, and they have been, hence why they're not in NATO. They were told, you know what, you need to go sit in the corner for 10 years and get your shit together, and then maybe you can come in and sit at the big boy's table. This is all projection. He's assuming, and I'm not saying give Putin positive intent. What I'm saying is, is don't listen to declarative statements like this that are all based in conjecture and supposition because Vladimir Putin, of all the things that he does, Vladimir Putin has not shown any transgression or aggression against the Baltic states or NATO. In fact, the opposite on purpose, because he knows it's going to get him slapped. And then the U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. How, dude, that right there, that's, is it any better? Does it sound better? Listen, I got to give Republicans credit. That's what he said. It doesn't matter what he said before, or after, and it, what he said was, you're going to have to send your children to die with Ukrainians if you don't give me more money. You can sugarcoat in any way you want. You can spell it out. You can put lipstick on a pig. But why are you surprised when a pig grunts? And that's all this guy's doing is grunting. He's been doing this. He gave us his laundry list of weapon systems that he wanted. We've given him everything we've wanted. We've had our flags. We've sent our Congress. We've sent representatives over there. We've sent delegations over there. We have put him in the United States. We allowed him to drape a flag with Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris on the freaking Senate floor. This guy has gotten more support from the United States than just about any other ally that we were not fighting against a global enemy. It's ridiculous. We're not on the ground. We haven't declared war. This isn't even a conflict. This is a proxy.
and we're treating him like literally it's us and Ukraine to go ahead and lead the world. This is not a bedfellow that we should be supporting. We should, if you want to run a proxy, fine. I don't have any problem with that. If you believe that they're the lesser of two evils, but you're getting in bed and laying down with some very questionable people in a country that is very questionable compared to the United States. But remember, this is the Democratic Party that said the same thing about North Korea, the same thing about Russia, the same thing about China, the same thing about Iran. But immediately when Donald Trump gets in office, every one of those countries is our enemy and we can't talk to them, we can't play with them, but we can talk about Syria, we can talk about Crimea, we can talk about the reset button with Russia. Democrats play this game. When Republicans try to make nice and stop global conflicts like this or proxies, Donald Trump did it for four years and they chastised and condemned and called him a warmonger. The only warmongers that I'm seeing in the last 15 years in the White House are Democrats, period, full stop. They will have to fight because it's a nature that we're talking about and they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. I would like to thank all of the American people that are supporting Ukraine, the Congress, the president, the, the press, TV, yeah, media. Uh, channels, the journalists, and everyone the that money has launderers, been supporting us. The big guy and his 10%. Listen, it's, it's crap. Once again, I, I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I'm not for Ukraine. I'm not against Ukraine. Uh, when it comes to Russia, I, I made up my opinion about them 20 years ago in the military. But the United States no longer needs to be the world police. And honestly, that's what Democrat economic policies are premised on. And the notion that America is really an unfair place where the rich white people steal from the poor people, the people of color. Democrats like Senator Elizabeth Warren have called for widespread wealth confiscation in the pursuit of economic justice. What's going to happen when you do that? Send more money to Ukraine? Remember, these are the people that said that the American flag was oppressive, who took a knee in front of it, who supported this type of, of rhetoric. But when a, a country like Ukraine needs us, it's all about the red, white, and blue, and stars, and bars, and democracy. It's so prosthetic, it's DuPont. In fact, Democrats went so far as to pass a COVID relief bill that gives some forms of COVID relief only to people of color, denying funding to white farmers and business owners in need. You remember this? Courts struck it down. And they said that they were racist policies. It may come as a shock to Democrats in swing states like Arizona, New Hampshire, even Virginia now, Georgia. But when your party keeps bashing America as racist and it's a hellhole and its flag is a symbol of hate and oppression, voters eventually are going to notice. They'll be tempted to conclude that being part of the Democratic Party that's pushed this anti-patriotism says something about the politicians who are members. And they'll cast their votes in 2024 accord accordingly. In the past, Republicans tried to label Democrats as unpatriotic, using issues like the war on terror as political wedges. Not this time. Saying Democrats don't like America isn't an accusation anymore. It's quoting them accurately. It's not a smear for some right-wing talk host. It's the front page of the New York Times, CNN, and every person on weekend pundit talk shows. Maybe, just maybe, Americans will finally wake up. And it doesn't mean we don't have to support Ukraine. Doesn't mean we have to hate Russia. Maybe there's a fine line in between that we help and give assistance, but we take them off life support because that's truly what we're doing, and there's no end in sight. There is, however, an end to my bank account, which is already suffering because of inflation 
and Joe Biden's economy. We can't afford to keep doing this. We need to think about the home front before we think about the affronts. Folks, thank you so much for watching Don't Unfriend Me tonight. If you liked the show, great. If you didn't, well, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe next time it'll be better. Give it a chance. Let me know. Go to at The Dumb Show across all social media. You can type that into Google and it'll pull up all the places that I'm at, over 16 different podcasts. You can stop by thedumbshow.com as well and uh, pick up some hats, some shirts, some coffee, all that type of stuff. Please do that. And then behind me, you'll see some flags made of wood. Those are made by pfcflags.com. Good friends in Virginia, stop by pfcflags.com. Pick yourself up in a great American flag, as long as you're not a Democrat. I'm kidding. You can shop there too. But if you do or not, well, that remains to be seen. Sorry, folks. No Ukraine flags here. We only build United States. That's what we do. Folks, thanks so much for watching. I'll go out with the Veteran Crisis Hotline like I always do. God bless, and I'll see you tonight live. I'm David Boreanaz with the Cast of SEAL team. And we have an important message for returning vets. We want you to know if you're struggling to cope, there's help and it's just a phone call away. The Veterans Crisis Line is staffed with experienced professionals who know your struggles. There's no greater sacrifice in service to our country. We're able to enjoy our freedoms because of it. Your service is important. You are important. For vets and their families, the Veterans Crisis Line is here to help 24 hours a day. Please call.